Hello everyone and welcome to Dallas Hoops Fancast. I'm your host Sydney and I'm here with my co-host Martin. What's up guys? Um, so you know going into game two the thing that I was most concerned with was how the Mavs were going to be able to score without the crowd noise <laughs> because I know that was a problem for the Lakers and so I was like crap what if that keeps the Mavs from playing well because there's no crowd noise. <laughs> you know I know we're about to get into this super awesome game. But first. The Mavs, but Chris Webber, I didn't like you as a player. I like you less as a commentator. And and not only that, they it was Clippers, 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 Mavs. Mavs. Clippers, 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 Clippers. Clippers are inserting their will into this game. Mavs go up by nine. Yeah, the, the, I can see the look in the Clippers' faces. Mavs go up by 15. There was a point where the Mavs were up by like 10. And Weber was like, the Mavs are, are staying in this yeah, game. And I was they're like, they're hanging in there. And, and I'm then, like, they're blowing them then, out. <laughs> there was a point when the Mavs were actually up. I think they were by 18 in the second half. And Kawhi made a shot, whatever. They're about to go to commercial. And they did this highlight montage yeah. of Kawhi. And I'm like, why are we watching Kawhi? Like, yeah. They're down by 18. Yeah. So, anyways, that's just a little spiel. They just they wouldn't shut up about the Clippers. Obviously, because the Clippers are the the you know okay so the, the clippers known. are the second seed and yes. a lot of people pick them to win the championship i picked them to win the championship in fact i'm i'm pretty sure they're going to win this series but thus far i'm going to be honest the clippers have not looked the way i thought they would and i have a theory about that so Spit your l- let's theory get into at this me. game first so oh, what I did you that's s- what we were talking about yeah yeah what did we see from this game the mavs won okay great analysis <laughs> hashtag analysis and that's it for tonight guys we'll talk to you <laughs> Oh, you want me to say something actually insightful? If you insightful? like, it is your, oh, okay. your podcast. I'd like for you to... Martin, it's okay. our podcast. Please. Okay. Um, I saw a few things. One, the Mavericks defense was... I mean, it's not like it was all-time great, but it was solid. I it mean, was it, really was, it was solid it was the, it was the whole way It was the best defense they played all year. Yeah, they held the Clippers to 114 points. Which sounds like a lot, but well, in, today's in today's league, league it's yeah. not... And they shot 44% as a team and 29% on three-pointers. And now some of those were open and they just missed. But that, that happens every game. But honestly, their defense, it was it was tough. I mean, they don't have the best defenders in the league, although they do have some very good defenders. But really, it was just movement, like moving their feet, rotating, closing out. And it was just, it was constant. It was the whole game. And defense is about effort and discipline. Yeah. Like... Obviously, if you have elite defenders, then you're going to be a lockdown team. But you don't have to be the best defense in the league. Right. You just have to be good. And you have to be good when it matters. And that's late in the game. And I agree. The Mavs defense was great. I thought Lucas set the tone from the very beginning of the game. The very like, first play was an alley-oop. Yes. The very the first five minutes when the Mavs went up 15-2, to Luka, it was like the, the Milwaukee game. Mm-hmm. He basically... Came into this game, was like, I'm going to set the tone from the beginning. We're going to be in this game. We're going to be in this series. And, you know, unfortunately he had foul trouble. But I thought he really set the tone to start out the game. And then the Mavs bench. Yeah. Seth, Trey Burke was just amazing. Every time the Clippers would make a little bit of run, the Mavs would come right back and hit a couple of shots and extend that lead right back up to 9, 10 points. Yeah, well, that's the second. So the first thing was their defense was great. The second thing was their mental toughness. Because, I mean, yeah, they, they can score. And so they got leads or they went on runs. But the Clippers obviously are very good. And so they would go on runs or they would get close or they would make shots. And... 
the Mavericks were just, they stuck with it. Like the, the mental toughness they had to stick with it and to make these huge shots. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it's a tie game and they got to make a basket, but it's, it's almost harder than that because it's when the Clippers are coming back or they're they're getting to within five and and Hardaway or Dorian or you know obviously Luca would would hit a shot just to push them back in their place yep. and that I was so impressed yeah, with. I, I say the toughness was was really impressive because the Clippers are kind of an intimidating team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you look over there, you have a Terminator, and you have <laughs> Paul robot. George, you know, tail you know grabbing onto his jersey, <laughs> riding the wave. Uh, but then you have Montrez Harrell, who looks like a guy that's going to murder your entire family. <laughs> and Lou Williams has got two girlfriends. Like, these are like, these are is a very intimidating team. Yeah. And anytime well, and, and they... And also they're talented. And they're good. Well, you know, obviously they're really good. <laughs> yeah. So every time they would make a run and the Mavs had that mental toughness, that mental fortitude to continue, they didn't play like a young team. They didn't. They, they played like a veteran team. And I know it's just one game, and the Mavs very well could lose a series in five. I understand that. That's not what's important. What's important here is the way the Mavericks responded in this particular playoff game. Yeah. I it was mean, a learning experience. They, like you said, they didn't play like a young team, they played with a lot of confidence. And, and it wasn't like, to me, in, in the last game, I asked the question, was there anything in this game that they couldn't replicate? As in, was that a fluke that they, you know, almost won that game, the whole Porzingis thing? But was it a fluke that they had a double-digit lead at one point? And the only thing I could pick out was the defense, and I would say the same thing for this game. It's not like they got on fire and, you know, hit 53s or something crazy. I mean, they just played a solid Balance, game. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they made 50% of their shots, 45% is, of their threes. That's, I mean, I that's, mean, that's, that's good. really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they, they played a solid game offensively and defensively, and they didn't have a lot of stupid plays. I mean, they did have some, but they didn't have a lot of catastrophic plays. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't play like a young team. Well, they they only had I think it was like eight total turnovers. Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, uh, total team turnovers nine. Yeah. And Luca, after only having eleven yeah. turnovers, had one. And, it, and and that one turnover was actually a was, bogus travel yeah, call. Yeah, it was not a travel. He didn't actually travel. So, um, I thought it was great. I I thought Luca played well. I thought Porzingis struggled at some times in the game played well at others he he's still trying to find his his way in my opinion yeah but he did have 23 points on 13 shots so the efficiency was there he had a couple of times where he actually protected the rim uh, did a really good job protecting the rim Uh, he had a really bad foul there at the end with Montrez Harrell but I told you two things that were happening with the Mavericks in late game situations one obviously they were panicking they were freaking mm-hmm. out their offense was stuttering and they weren't making plays or whatever and i told you at some point they're going to figure that piece out and this was before the milwaukee game i said yeah. it's just going to take one game where it's a you know the same situation and they're going to be like no more we're done with this i'm not saying they've done that but it appears that they are playing better i would agree late in games and yeah. the other thing i said was the shot making the percentage that the shots were going down for opposing teams late in games was actually was absolutely ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. every three yeah. that a team needed to get back in the game was going in. I told you at some point those percentages are going to go down. You saw a little bit in that 
Because, you know, everybody was nervous in this Clippers game when it went to 10. We were, oh, I my know. God. I was so nervous. Clock. I can't handle the playoffs. <laughs> it's too stressful. But they missed their shots. Yeah. They didn't go down like they've been going down all season long. And the Mavericks continued to just play. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something about Kristaps that, I don't know. Um, he's just, he's not Luka. Well, no. And I think, you know, he okay, he had 23 points, 7 rebounds, a block, on 13 shots to me that's the player that he is he's not the a number one option he's not an mvp caliber player he is he's kind of like Kawhi and paul george now paul george was in the mvp conversation but i was a little surprised by that he is a superstar but he's not like one of these guys that's just on that top level i think Kristaps is kind of like that you know and that's okay yeah, i mean he's gonna be 20 to 30 points probably around 25 to be fair there's not many players as good as luca yeah so you, true, you're true it's not in a negative thing to say that Kristaps is not on luca's level yeah because well, nobody's on luca's level yeah i mean my point is like i i we shouldn't be, you know, dis- I guess disappointed or like say, you know, Kristaps had an okay game, 23 points. Well, it's like, no, that's that's really good and that's who he is. But, uh, well, I would disagree. Okay. Uh, I think he has another level he can go to. I still agree he's but not. consistently? Yes. Okay. He's not on Luca's level, but I still think he has another level to go to. There's still some things. He's still n- not fully confident in his game i'll agree with that yet and so you'll see stretches where he's in rhythm and Mm -hmm. the confidence is there because of the rhythm but then you'll see stretches where they need a bucket and in the past i think with the knicks you if you watch some of the knicks knicks highlights in the late game situations he was getting the ball Mm -hmm. and he was scoring he doesn't have that confidence back yet so i think they're still trying to find that and also as much as it's great to play with luca for role players for other stars, it's got to be an adjustment because Luca mm. has the ball the majority of the time. Yeah, so about Kristaps' confidence, I agree with that. Like, if you watch him in New York or in EuroLeague, he was just... A different player. He was just a different player. He, yeah. he just did everything. He was everywhere doing everything, and he played with so much... Like, confidence is one word, but so much freedom. He just, mm-hmm. he felt like he could do everything, and he could. I mean, obviously, that's why he's a unicorn. Whereas here, I feel like everything is more calculated, and he's thinking about, he's thinking you know, too much. What, what, what can I do? I yeah. don't think I can do this, so what can I do? And and obviously, I don't know what's going on in his head, but it from the outside, it looks like it's he's thinking a little too much about it. So I would agree with that. So I, I think he has another level to, to get to. But, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a handful of guys that are on the same level of yeah. Luka. You know, Kawhi, LeBron, Jordan. Anthony Davis, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> so, Wilt. But, yeah, the game was awesome. You know, Luka got that fifth foul, and, and I was a little nervous here in the fourth quarter when he sat out for the majority yeah. of the time. But the they Mavs bench, down. well, they built the lead even higher. And, um, and Trey Burke, because when Luca went out and Trey Burke came in, it was like, man, we need you, Trey. And he, he'd and been he good awesome. the whole game, but yeah. especially during that stretch was so crucial because, you know, they're without Luca, And it was early in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they had a big lead, but, you know, it could have gone either way. Um, yeah, and he finished the game with, what, 13? No, 15 points, 16, 16 points. points, yeah. 16 points and I mean man he can take guys off the dribble he's lightning quick and I he think is. the Mavs 
offensive scheme is the perfect fit for him. It has been for, for guys guards like all the time. Him, yeah. yeah, Berea. Because of their spacing. Roddy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because he's little. Yeah. And so he can't finish. And he's quick. Yeah, he can't finish when there's a big down there protecting the rim. Because he just he doesn't mm-hmm. have the same lift and he just doesn't finish as well. But because of the Mavs <clears throat> spacing, the lane is open for him. Yeah. And he's able to – he can blow by his defender – any day of the week, he's lightning quick. I feel like I, I feel like he blows by his defender every, every time. time. Like yeah. anytime that's his plan, like that's what he's trying to do, he does it. Yep. And it's like a wide open layup yeah. every time. And, and because there's no defender down there. Yeah. And and I don't know. And and that's also maybe just because of like when he's on the court. Like he, obviously, since he comes off the bench, he's not out there when like Zubac is on mm-hmm. the court. So that probably helps. And then like you said, the spacing. Um, and I don't know if the Clippers will make an adjustment for him. I doubt it because I well, they're they're going to make it lower on their yeah, list. They're going to make an adjustment to their defense <laughs> in general. Yeah, because the Mavericks in the la- I mean, the Mavericks in the second half of the first game. Yeah, they only scored forty one points. But come on, we all know what happened. Porzingis went out, and even when he's not scoring, he's still impacting the spacing His of the floor. Gravitational. His gravity. Awareness. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I, they're going to make a change. One of the changes is I don't see how Zubac continues to play, and that's perfect for the Mavs because he's been kind of killing them. So in this game, he played 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. He had three points and four rebounds. Yeah. And in game one, he played 22 minutes. He had 10 points and 10 rebounds. And I want to say their last game in the bubble, he, like, freaking killed them. Yeah. So yeah, he did. He was he was nineteen. He had nineteen points, like ten of ten or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, if they can make him a non-factor, then it really helps them. Yeah. and I I think that's kind of what happened in this game is the Mavs spacing and ability to get to the rim. It just it took Zubac out of the game because he can't do a pick and roll. He can't guard the yeah. The, and thankfully, the Clippers don't really do a lot of pick and roll on the other end because probably the same thing would happen with Porzingis. I guess so. Because Porzingis yeah. has struggled against guarding the pick and roll. Maybe that was just Dame, Damian Lillard. Yeah. So. I wonder why they don't do more pick and roll. I guess maybe they don't have the personnel for it. Well, they do with Harrell and Lou Williams, but yeah. usually that's the bench, and, and Porzingis probably isn't guarding I was going to say, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are really mid-range guys, but I feel like that could still work with a pick and yeah. roll. Um, what do you think about Patrick Beverly not being there? Do you think that played no. a role in, i mean they won by like 28 billion so probably. i like beverly as a player but i think he is not that much of an impact like yes they have a lot of great defenders how mm-hmm. much better is he is he just that much better to where luca get and first of all luca scored 42 points on true him, so yeah <laughs> no i don't think that had an impact at all yeah, um, Luca had a near triple double. 20- he would have got one if he didn't have foul yeah, trouble. Yeah, um, twenty eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and only one turnover. Again, yeah, eight for seventeen. It's like, and this is his second playoff game mm-hmm. ever. And it's like this is so crazy because I feel like we're just jumping over all over because there's it's, it's an exciting yeah, game. There's, there's so, so much, much to talk and, about. And, and what's so crazy about it is like they're playing in a way that we haven't seen them play consistently throughout the season and so part of it you could you know see it as a fluke because they haven't done this before but also it's like man this is the second game in a row if they can just maintain this level of focus and discipline this is the way that you win and you brought out a good point while we were watching the game of 
having that top 10 defense mm-hmm. and with their offense, how far that, I mean, if we like totally get ahead of ourselves, how far that could take them. Well, so it, every champion, I think in the last, however many years, decades, they were in the top 10 in both offense and defense. Mm-hmm. And the Mavericks have the all-time best offense. So all you're asking them is to just be a good defensive team. They don't have to be great. Just be the number 10 defensive team. And if if Carlisle is able to convince them to put that kind of effort on defense, they're a contender because you're automatically in top 10 in, in both. So obviously, again, the Mavs very well could lose this. But you saw glimpses of potential greatness with Luca and Porzingis and Carlisle. Do you think that um, the defense they're playing is sustainable? It ha- Well, it, it has to. It's been two games in a row. Yeah. I mean, they were playing really good defense in game one, and things just kind of unraveled there in the fourth quarter of game one. But I, I thought their defense was great on both. And, and also, Maxi's defense on Kawhi. I know Kawhi had 32. Yeah, 35. What, 35, yeah. whatever. But I feel like Maxi really makes him like every. I I don't see any open shots for Kawhi. Yeah, everything's contested, and yes, he's making them, and that's because he's a great offensive player. He's a Finals MVP. I mean, yes, yeah. but one of these games they're not going to drop because of the defense. Yeah, I mean, he was eleven for twenty-one in the game one. He was ten for twenty-one. I agree that I think as a whole they're playing great defense. Part of that is Maxi. And Kawhi is making shots. Now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe would if they weren't playing this defense, would he be going for 40 or 45 every night? I mean, who knows? But I agree. I think he's playing good defense. About their team defense, currently in the playoffs, they're sixth in defensive rating. Yeah. Um, that's according to NBAStats.com, which is different from BasketballReference.com. But, you know, anyway. So, so far, they do have a top 10 defense, and then – their offensive rating is their eighth. So they're top 10 in offense and defense. Yeah, well, and their offensive rating took a real hit in game one in that yeah. second half. Yeah, true. But after tonight, like, they scored 124 points, and they just, they had a focus, and they, they, they never trailed. They yeah. led from from the very beginning. Right from the beginning, it was like... That's what veteran teams do to the lesser opponent. That's what you would expect from the Clippers. The Mavs just outplayed them. They did. And and my biggest... Okay, so going to my theory with the Clippers, why we haven't seen that team that everybody talks about. That that even I thought was... I think they are underestimating their opponents. They don't respect hmm. their opponent. And even in River Doc Rivers' timeouts, and I, I know maybe only I thought this. The way you perceive it. The way I perceived it. <clears throat> but all of his focus, like he kept saying, the reason we're down is because of us, because we're not doing this, we're not doing that, which, okay, blah, 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 great. But he wasn't saying, hey, you can't allow them to do this. You can't hmm. allow them to do that. You have to guard the paint here. He just kept saying, look, guys, if we just play our game, we beat them. And I just – there's this presence with them where I think they're they're underestimating their opponent. And that's ultimately can hurt them at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's – I like I go back and forth on that whole thing because you could make the argument that the Clippers are trying and playing their best game and the Mavericks are just playing really good defense and they have the best offense. And so – in the end, they're prevailing because of that. 
Yeah. Um, you could go the other direction and say the Clippers aren't playing their best game. I mean, to me, they they look they not look very good. Yeah. Well, and and, the and is that the Mavs' defense them. or is that their focus? I think it was the Mavs' offense. Or yeah, I mean the Mavs' offense it, it shredded them. They did. They I mean, just shredded them. the whole game. They, they were like, highlight plays. It was plays. a clinic. Yeah, it was a yeah, clinic. Yeah, there were there were plays where we're doing, clinic we're doing against no the look best passes. defensive team in the league. Yeah, Delon was, Wright had a no look. It was pass a beautiful to, play, and that yeah. that poor guy just almost redeemed himself. I just almost. can you just not do this to us? He you know? like okay, it's like when he is on the court when he has the ball it's like he doesn't know what to do and i think he just has no confidence right now but he he just dribbles so just around it. yeah just steal the ball every yeah. time and you're good he just dribbles around like oh god oh god oh god what do i do and then <laughs> turnover passes it to somebody or turns it over or in something. game one he just handed yeah, it to the defender shoveled it to Mark. like i don't know what to do with this man you take it and it's it, like in this game when he came in it was like the same thing. He just kind of dribbles around. It's like, what are you doing? And then, but then he'll have a few plays like that where it's like, can we get this man some more minutes? <laughs> so I don't know. I what thought to Seth, think. Seth was awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah, I thought even there was a couple of times where we could have gone back to him. Like he had hit three in a row and then DeLon brought it down and started <laughs> doing stuff. And I'm just like, I felt like, you know, we could have continued to ride that horse. But who am I to say, you know, Carlisle. And this is, you know, Carlisle is a master at getting underdogs to mm-hmm. believe. He he is a great playoff coach. Yes. I think he's... He's walking circles around Doc Rivers right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that... And, and I always thought that um, they are really great with their schemes in the playoff, their defensive mm-hmm. schemes in the playoffs. Substitutions. Yeah. Like, they did it, you know, obviously in 2011. They did it in the last um, series against that the playoff Spurs. playoff series. Yeah. 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 And so I was expecting some like really wild and crazy defensive scheme, but honestly, it's been totally normal. They're just yeah. playing well. He just has a way. <laughs> They're of playing motivating. with confidence. He has a way of getting them to believe, and you saw that in that 2016 match. I think it's 2016 against Spurs. The Spurs, yeah. Or went 2014, to, where it went to whatever, se- get seven, seven games. games. The Spurs won the championship that year, mm-hmm. and the Mavs were the only team to even challenge them. So he has a real way of doing that. Yeah, he's a playoff coach. Yeah, and and. As great as Doc Rivers is, Carlisle is, I mean, is Carlisle's making him look like a, a novice right now. Well, I mean, Doc Rivers has won one championship. Yeah. And so has Carlisle. Carlisle's won one. And then, you know, Doc Rivers had Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Blake, or, yeah, he was R- with... Rondo, not Blake. No, I was thinking with the Clippers. Was he here oh. when Blake... Yeah, Blake yeah, Griffin yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Chris, Chris Paul, Paul and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. And, and now he has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Obviously, Must he's nice. a great coach. I'm just saying. Anyway, what was I saying? The Mavericks are awesome, and I think they're <laughs> winning the championship. Okay, yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, okay. Um, speaking of Steph, Steph, speaking of Seth Curry, he had eight, 15 points, six of nine shooting, and he was a plus thirty. I know. Which I think is a sign because yeah. he wears the number thirty. 30. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought every time he was in the game, the Mavericks' offense was unstoppable. It I was unstoppable. I it mean, was unstoppable the whole their game. spacing yeah. is is amazing at times. Like yeah. you have Porzingis, Curry, Hardaway, Luca, and whoever else you want. Dorian. Dorian, yeah. And he and was the, two for four on the threes. spacing on the on the court. That's why Trey Burke can get to the lane. That's yeah. why Luca finishes so well at the lane because there's never any bigs down there. Because if you're down there, then 
Porzingis is either going to get a cut and a dunk, or there's going to be an open three. Okay, so what do you see happening in the rest of this series? Because I thought the Clippers were going to beat the Mavs straight out. Like, they had no chance. We talked about how this is the worst matchup for the Mavs, but I didn't expect the Mavs to play like this. Well, you can. Luca's playing like a legit MVP. Yeah. He's playing like a legit top five player in the league. This is playoff. And Luka. and this was a quote unquote bad matchup because of all the defenders, the mm-hmm. wing defenders they could throw at Luca, and it hasn't had an impact. And that was really the most dangerous thing was all of their defenders. One, Paul George is an overrated defender. He just is. Okay. I know some <laughs> players get a reputation for being yeah. this lockdown defender, and they're just not. Um, and they nobody can stop Luca. I have I've yet to see a player in this league keep Luca in front of him when he's like totally focused in a game. There's and, nothing you can do. Yeah, he, I he, mean, proof of that is this series so far. Yeah, and and then he's doing freaking trick passes yeah. one minute left in the game against Giannis, yeah. the best defender in the league. So I don't know if. I don't. I think Game Three is going to be a nail biter. Yeah. And I think um, I think this series is going to mirror a lot like that San Antonio series. I was thinking the same thing. And I think ultimately the Clippers will probably win the series. Yeah. But it might be seven. It's going to be a tough. I I I thought it was going to. I thought if the Mavericks got two wins in this series, that's an absolute win. Same for them. Yeah. I was actually thinking about how it mirrors the Spurs series. Because in game one against the Spurs, the Mavs had a 10-point lead with like something like five minutes left or something, and they ended up losing. And Game two was a blowout. Yeah, throughout. Yeah, and then they blew them out in the next game, and it's like, man, if they had just kept that mm-hmm. lead, you know, they could have had this, and then maybe who knows what happens in this series. And the same thing with this one. It's like, that's why the Kristaps ejection hurts so much. It's because you, you can't get that well, game and, back. And that's what the, the refs, you know, let's say the Mavericks do lose in seven Who's to say they don't win in six if yeah. if Porzingis doesn't get ejected on a bogus ejection? Yeah. And not only that, you can see that ejection actually did have a real impact on yeah. the team because their offense is just different when he's not out there. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like people were making the argument that the Mavs probably were going to lose anywhere. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. still had a chance that the ejection didn't affect the game. And it's like it, no, it, it any time a player gets ejected, it affects the game, whether it's – the best player or the worst player just in it's some way affect it affects it. Yeah. it. yeah. So, okay, um, are you changing your prediction for the Mavs losing the series? I still think the Clippers are going to win in six. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a hard-fought six. Um, and I think that's a, a, great, a great series, a great learning experience. Now, I will say I am a little nervous about the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They're not as good. And really – so everybody kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt the whole regular season. True. But this is kind of what they've shown in the regular season, that they're not really as good as they should be. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, they've had injuries, or they'll turn it on when it matters. Yeah, and well, all this. And I think it was like Kawhi and Paul George played together like three times or mm-hmm. something crazy. And so it was like they just didn't care about the regular season. Yeah. They were keeping guys healthy. They'll flip the switch. Because, you know, Paul George has had so much success in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, we can expect that. (laughs) You're seeing the same pattern, though, with them. So I'm a little nervous about them because I picked them to go to the finals. Yeah, same. Um, We'll we'll see. I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know, man. Like, 
like there's a chance that in game three the Clippers come out and they're the Clippers that we thought they were going to be, and this was just a good wake up call for them. I felt like this would have been the game to do that. Yeah. Because if you're the Clippers, all you heard over the last two days was the Mavs only lost because Porzingis got ejected. True. And if Porzingis was playing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's all they talked about was the yeah. Porzingis ejection. I felt like, and even Charles Barkley said before the game, he felt like this was a game that they were going to yeah, you know, stomp said, on their throats and yeah, end it. Barkley's prediction was that the Clippers were going to come out to end the series in this game to yeah. show the Mavs, you know, this is who we are, this is what we do. When in reality, the Mavs did that, and the Clippers came out and didn't they really look, do anything. I don't know. They look disinterested. Almost like they're tired of being in the bubble. I don't know if they look disinterested. I mean... They didn't have an answer for the Mavs offense. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know if I'm being biased or over-optimistic, but watching the game, I felt like the Clippers were playing. Like, their body language didn't seem off to me. It seemed normal. They just couldn't keep up they with the Mavs didn't spacing. They win, yeah. Like, the, the Mavs' ability to drive and dish was just, it was unstoppable. And, yeah. and it didn't matter if it was Luka or Trey Burke or Seth Curry. Even DeLon had a few. And and if they weren't making a, a pass or making a basket, they were getting fouled. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's possible the Clippers make a really great adjustment or that they come out and they they be who, you know, they become who we thought they were going to be. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Carlisle already knows what adjustments they're going to make. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he already – if he he's probably saying, if I'm the Clippers coach, yeah, true. what would if I Doc do? If Doc can see it, Carlisle yes, can see exactly. it. Yes, exactly. So, Carlisle would already know. Okay, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, that's it for this episode. I don't know if there's anything I want to plug here other than thank you for watching and listening. Um, DallasHoopsCast.com is the site. If you Twitters, we haven't been doing and the Twitters. the Twitters, I'm at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is at Martin L. Myers. The show is at DallasHoopsCast.com. By the way, if you like can't always listen to full podcast episodes, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, I post clips from each episode. So it's like three to five minute clips. So you can get like the most interesting parts of each episode in case you don't want to listen to the full thing. So um, the channel Dallas Hoops Cast on YouTube. Subscribe to it so you can get all of that, plus other videos that we make. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.